Good morning. I promised I wouldn't sing, and I'm not going to sing. Today's not a singing day. If you're just waking up now, if it is a good morning to you at 4.02, as you just put the coffee pot on, as you're getting ready to start your Friday, the Friday of Christmas weekend, if you're a Yankee and a Met fan, bad news. I hate to break it to you, but Yamamoto, the star pitcher from Japan, chose the Dodgers, and he will be playing in L.A. this year. They now spend $1.1 billion on two players this offseason, $325 million over the course of 12 years. We're seeing there's an opt-out after five, an opt-out after eight. He could hit the free agent market again at 30, coming off five excellent years with the Dodgers in World Series left and right. Not a bad contract for Yamamoto. Apparently, the Mets offered the same exact contract, and that's when the Dodgers matched it and signed him. The Yankees stopped at $300 million, and we've been talking about it all day long. For me, I'm disappointed in both franchises. I understand there is a level and a limit with everything, but for the Yankees specifically here for a second, because we've talked a lot about the Mets. i got plenty of Mets fans on me. The Mets, it's easy. Steve Cohen didn't offer the most money. However you want to look at it, yes, at one point it was the biggest offer, and then it was matched. Uh, he knew he had to come in with a number that would blow the other teams out of the water if he wanted a chance. He didn't do it. And we'll see where they pivot. It sounds like they're not going to pivot and that they will not find themselves in the big-time either free agent or trade market for one of these starting pitchers. But we'll see ultimately what they do. But again... Steve Cohen knew, and Steve Cohen is supposed to be big, bad King Cohen. And he did not make sure he got a player, the one player he was desperate for in this offseason, the one player he flew across the country to go get. He did not bring him home. He was not the highest bidder. Yamamoto did not have to turn down Met money to sign a contract elsewhere. Plain and simple. You thought he would have to. We all thought he would have to. He didn't. He did not have to turn down Met money. He did not have to turn down a bigger contract to sign somewhere else. And for the Yankees, now it's over. The first time, and now we can talk, and I've seen Andy Martino's reporting, and whether or not how aggressive they really were off of Yamamoto, nonsense. They were extremely aggressive. They wanted him. They wanted him bad. They had a scout at every single game this year. Brian Cashman forewent uh, celebrating the 1998 team in the middle of the season to go see a game of his, and he pitched a perfect game, or no-hitter, excuse me. There is no way in hell the Yankees didn't want him. They met with him a bunch of times. They'd given him jerseys. This is the first time that the Yankees can honestly say and that the doubters can say the Yankees went after someone and didn't get him. The Yankees went after Cole, they got him. The Yankees went after Judge, they got him. And and don't act like, well, it's they, they clearly didn't want him that bad. The Dodgers offered more money. The Padres offered more money for Judge, and they got him. And maybe they would have went where they needed to go to get him if he said he needed more. They gave him what he needed. They did not give Yamamoto what he needed. They fell $25 million short, offered $300 million, but fell $25 million short of at least putting yourself on the same level as the Dodgers and then finding out what he wanted. Because ultimately, yeah, you could say, oh, it's clear he wanted the Dodgers, and maybe it is, but he took the most money. When someone takes the most money, it's hard to, without question, say, oh, well, that's what he wanted all along. He took the most money. If the Yankees offered 25, and the, the rumor is that those were the two finalists, that even though Cohen offered the extra 25, that the Mets were not the finalists, it was between the Dodgers and the Yankees, 
and he chose the $25 extra million and to go play with his buddy and play in the shadow of Otani. But this is now the first time where the Yankees can't say. Like Bryce Harper and all the other players, that the Machado and all the different guys that the fans scream about not being a Yankee, decisions not to attempt. They didn't fall short on getting Bryce Harper. They chose not to. They didn't get outbid on Manny Machado. They didn't test the waters. When they want someone, CeCe Sabathia, CC Sabathia is not going to sign with the Yankees. He's a West Coast kid, California kid. He wants to be out in California. Same thing with Cole. Oh, California, you know, he's from LA. You know, that's where he's going to be. They went out and made sure they were not denied and got the player they wanted. And that was the one thing the Yankees could hold their hat on through all this, uh, you know, seasons of, of losing and not making it back to the World Series since 09 and the fan base f- being furious with them and Hal Steinbrenner only caring about the chicken buckets and all that. The one thing they could hang their hat in is when we want to go get someone, we're still the Yankees. And now that takes a hit. And the brand takes the hit, considering the brand was part of the reason they were going to be able to sign him in the first place. He loved the Yankees. He wanted the spotlight of the pinstripes. Yankee Stadium in the postseason. He wanted to be that guy out on the mound. And instead, he's going to be doing it in Los Angeles. Is there a case to be made that this is a gross overpayment for a pitcher who's never played in Major League Baseball? Of course there is. There's a case for it. Is it a lot of money? Sure. Is there still a way? for the Yankees to pivot and make me feel better and make the fan base feel better and go forth next year with a better team and a better rotation than currently constituted, we better find out that the answer to that is yes. And we better find out quickly. And for me, it's the trade. I'd rather go the trade route. I want Burns here from Milwaukee. That's who I want. I want an ace. I want a Cy Young winner. I want him. That's who I want. For one year, and the one positive about this is now they'll have money to go sign Soto, and so will the so will the Mets. But the same fans will tell you, hey, it's okay. What'd you expect to blow them out of the water for Yamamoto? They're the same fans who will beat their chest and tell you, well, Soto's coming to Queens next year, no doubt. Now, well, we'll see. We'll see. The Yankees do have more money now without giving Yamamoto a contract to make sure Soto is here. And ultimately, I agree of the two players. I want Soto here over Yamamoto, but they can do both. And they fell $25 million short over the course of a 12-year contract. It's, it's a pittance. And I'm still kind of feeling a way about it. 877-337-6666. And I know you guys are too. The phones haven't stopped. You've been great. It's been one of those topics that was going to occupy a show, especially when it happened a half hour, 20 minutes before I signed on. Alex from Manhattan. What's up, Alex? Hi, how you doing? Thank you for taking my call. And oh, thank you for I'm a truck driver. Thank you for making my night drive awesome and easy. Just listening uh, to your show. I appreciate I used to that. Drive three hours happy, and, and you make it easy. For, well, I'm happy to do it. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Listen, I I'm listening to you. You have some points. I I think that the Yankees are spending money. I'm back on the Yankee bandwagon. I think they're spending smart money. I think that was a smart contract. I don't think that they should have paid more than our ace. That wouldn't sit well with Cole. I think that would, the Yankees took that into consideration. Yeah, I've I heard that. mentioned that. And, you know, I mean, like, he, for unproven commodity, $300 million was a lot of money. But to pay an unproven commodity more than your ace, I don't think that would have sat well. That would have sat well with, with Cole. Yeah, I, 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 I disagree. I don't think Cole cares. I understand what you're saying, and on the surface, it sounds 
unfair and ridiculous, but we don't live in a fair world. This is this is what he's worth. This is the market. Cole wants to win. Cole came here to win. Cole hasn't been to a I World haven't. Series yet, and if it doesn't matter who, who gets paid more, if Cole doesn't win a World Series, his tenure here is a failure. That's how it works with the Yankees. We might we might That's, retire his number. He might be out in Monument Park. Who knows? But if he doesn't have a championship, he won't be beloved, and his and his tenure here will ultimately be looked at as a failure. So I don't think he's hung up on someone getting a million dollars more. And by the way, it's going to be it was a twelve year contract, so per year he'd still be making more. Just the overall number would be higher by a million dollars. So I, I I doubt very much Cole would be hung up on that if it was someone who could help him get to the promised land and pitch in the World Series. I think that's what he cares about more than how much his teammates make. And the same thing for Judge with Soto. Next year, you're going to have a problem paying Soto more money than the captain, or is Soto so good and Hall of Fame bound and already proven that it doesn't bother you as much? Uh, yeah, it wouldn't bother me as much because he's like uh, he's uh, he's really good. But now let me ask you a question because – um. I agree with you. I like Burns, and I want the Yankees to get Burns. Will 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 um our second baseman be enough to get Burns? And maybe Peraza? get something somebody back? Yeah, no, no. Glaber? Uh, about yeah. No, they're not going to want Glaber. Trade... Glaber's a free agent. They're going to want some. They're going to want someone of control. They're not going to. They they're the Milwaukee Brewers. They don't want to have to trade Glaber Torres and then pay him next year. He's a he's a very solid player. And if he was under control for a couple of years, it'd be a different situation as a free agent at the end of the year. That's not what they're looking for. I, I wouldn't think. They're looking for Peraza plus. They're looking the, – the first ask would probably be like Spencer Jones, the number one prospect, six foot eleven outfielder. That's what – the six foot ten outfielder. That's what they'd be asking for. They're asking for top-level prospects. That's what I think. Now, I, I think it's not going to be nearly as much as Soto, clearly. He's a pitcher. Um, obviously, just the injury-prone nature of pitching – his issues with the organization. Uh, I just, and thank you for the call. I don't think it would cost that much. I think you could work a, a trade out around Peraza. Now it's not Peraza and a bunch of nobodies or a couple nobodies. It would have to be Peraza and other fairly high uh, prospects inside the Yankees organization. They can't just give you Peraza and then a couple of able pitchers. Nobody's ever heard of. You probably have to give Peraza and a, a top 20 prospect, something like that. Maybe you know two top thirty prospects, two top forty prospects, along with Peraza. Um, and I know his value's down a little bit, but still, I think you could work something around Peraza. Maybe another young, controllable reliever out of the back end of the bullpen. If people still believe in Marinaccio or someone like that, that maybe you could attach that major league ready uh, arm for a bullpen piece. But I I want Burns. I want to trade for Burns. I want to go all in on this year, don't have any money on the books past this year, and then go about making sure you get Soto next year and figuring out the rotation again. That would be my pivot. My pivot is get the ace one year. We're all in for 24. Cost you a minimal, minimal number of prospects, and you're not on the books with big money next year, so you can go out and give $500, $600 million to Juan Soto because now that is the first thing on my mind. The minute Yamamoto went to the Dodgers, my first thought was Soto has to be a Yankee. Like now there's no excuse. They don't have a star pitcher signed for the next 12 years. They have to keep Juan Soto. And if you thought the battle between the Mets and the Yankees for Yamamoto was something, which it really wasn't because then the Dodgers came in after that ridiculous contract they gave to Otani where they were allowed to skirt by paying $2 million and $40 million on the payroll for a $700 million contract. 
I don't even know where to go after that. I'm so freaking mad about that contract. I'm so annoyed with that stupid contract and how they were able to skirt around paying taxes and being on the luxury tax. It just bothers the hell out of me. The Dodgers spent $1.1 billion. When you include, it's three twenty five. dollars When you include the $50 million posting free fee, excuse me, it's three seventy five. dollars They are $25 million short. Of it being one point one billion dollars, like it's well crazy. plus the glass now extension, right? So. And plus the glass now extension, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, it's 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 absolutely crazy, and they yeah, and they've added glass now. That rotation now is so much better. You add uh, Otani to it next year. It's crazy. But we'd be thrilled if the Yankees did it. Of course we'd be thrilled. No, actually, no. I I wouldn't be thrilled if the Yankees did it. I have to be honest with you. I'd like to think I have some sort of credibility here. I wouldn't be complaining about it left and right the way and whining about it and, and, you know, bitching about it the way I am. But I would tell you it's unfair. I would tell you it's nonsense. If you sign a guy to $700 million over 10 years, it's $70 million. I don't care when you pay him. That I don't care. Defer all the money you want. What do I? What do I care about stating how much Otani pays in taxes? I, I don't honestly. I mean, we every every day there are people with tax loopholes. I, 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 it sucks, and you know maybe if I lived in California, I'd feel differently about it. I don't. I don't care when they pay the money. I don't care if they give them ten bucks a year and then pay the rest of it in thirty years. I have no interest on when the checks are written and when the checks are cashed. Don't care. But whatever the lump sum is. If it's $700 million, and I don't care how much it depreciates, or $700 million will be leaving the Dodgers and going to Otani. You divide that number by the years he's playing. That's what goes on the payroll, plain and simple. Everything else, I don't care how you finagle it. I don't care what you do. I don't care when the checks are written or cashed. It's the lump sum divided by the years he's playing under contract. You put that on the payrolls. Plain and simple. They're saving $35 million. They got... They got Considering the 12-year deal, they literally have Yamamoto on the books for free. Literally. They're saving $30 million of the seven seventy it should. They're paying 46 or something. So they're practically getting Shohei Otani for $700 million and Yamamoto for $325 million, and they're all putting it on the books for the $70 million of Otani. That's what he allowed. That's what that deal allowed. It allowed pretty much to get Yamamoto on the payroll for $0. It's absolute garbage. It's absolute garbage. And it doesn't change the fact that they're now the powerhouse and and everyone's enemy, and hopefully they fall flat on their face, and the contract's an absolute disaster, and the Yankees and the Mets dodge the bullet. But that's not how I feel today. Today, I'm pissed off that my team didn't pony up another $25 million to go get the guy they desperately wanted. And if I were a Met fan, today I'd be pissed off that my owner didn't make sure he had the highest bid. All right? And don't tell me, well, he did until they, they matched it. That's that They matched it. Stop moving the goalposts. All these weeks, all these months, well, we know Cohen will have the highest bid. We know Cohen will have the highest bid. He'll have to turn down money to go somewhere else. He'll have to turn down money to go somewhere else. That's all we heard. He didn't turn down a dollar. So, yeah, as a baseball fan here in New York, I'm pissed. I'm I'm pissed one way or another.
They better they better figure out a way to do something. The Yankees have to pivot. Go get another starting pitcher. It's a must. It's not it's not a luxury. It's not like last year's would not finished. You better you better not be finished. This is not a fully operational Death Star. Stuart in Brooklyn, what's up, Stu Pod? How you feeling today? Uh, just as mad as you. Yeah. Simple fact is, what was the what was twenty five million dollars stop them from getting him? I mean, I don't know if this whole thing with uh, Yamamoto was a charade, going to see the Yankees, saying he was still August and all that about the pinstripes. I don't know what to think. But I'm starting to believe this was a charade. And like you just said, Chris, he, the Dodgers got him for Pete for no money because they deferred all that money, yeah. and that's wrong. I agree. That's so I, I, wrong. He's, he's on the payroll for nothing. Yeah. and yeah, that's. I mean, it's pretty much just the Otani contract. It's like they wrong, got this Chris. for free. Yeah, I know. It sucks. It's, it, it, it it's totally wrong. Baseball got to do something about that. Well, because I mean, you listen, can't keep it, on going doing yeah, have to, finagling have to, these contracts to, to your advantage all the time. No, I know they have to. They're gonna have to do something where they're gonna have to put a limit of of deferred money, or at least the way they treat it. Like again, that would be my solution. My solution well, is just solution I don't care. You can, you know you can defer ninety nine percent of the contract. I don't care, but it's whatever but the, the, the final is, number is. The number is, is seventy million should be the number on the books. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And that, then they then we see how it would work because then I don't think they would go and give them three hundred twenty five. No, I don't. Th- I don't think they would put a hundred million dollars on the payroll in two players. I don't think they would. No, but thank you and, for the call, Stu. But uh-huh. I mean, uh, your point about. Um, a charade or whatever. I honestly, and Andy Martino said this in his story, this is what I think. I think the Yankees had no interest in getting into a bidding war. I think the Yankees thought $300 million was a fair offer and that if he wanted to be a Yankee and they had all those conversations about him wanting to be a Yankee probably and talking about what it's like to pitch at Yankee Stadium and, you know, they thought that there was a chance three hundred wouldn't be the most, but they thought that that's a fair offer. I'm not going back and forth with Steve Cohen. This, this goes back to the Brian Cashman comment about who can you know? I don't know if anyone can compete with Steve Cohen. I think that's pro. I think the Steve. I think Steve Cohen probably called probably calls Yamamoto the uh, the the Yankees Yamamoto because I don't think they were interested in getting in a bidding war with Steve Cohen. I don't think it's in their best interest, or at least they don't think it's in their best interest, and they don't think they can win it. So if it became just about money. And it became just about, well, Steve Cohen's going to offer this. Okay, I'll offer that. Oh, he's, he's, he's raised it again. Okay, I guess I'll match it. Oh, he's raised it. Like, they didn't want to do that because ultimately they can't win it. So I think they just said, look, $300 million. You've never pitched before in Major League Baseball. We'll give you $300 million for 10 years. You're making $30 million a year. We'll give you all the opt-out clauses you want after a certain amount of years or whatever you want. That's a fair offer. We, we, we love you as a player. We want you here. But we're not getting into a bidding war with Steve Cohen. I think that's probably what happened. And I don't know if I agree with it. Because it didn't seem like it was a bidding war after $25 million. If they just fell $25 million short, uh, it's, it's, it seems silly to me. It's a couple, it's, it's, it's $2 million a year. If you're offering three hundred, go in. Go make sure you get it done. Go be the Yankees. I understand you don't want to get into a bidding war with Steve Cohen. Screw that. Go be the Yankees and make sure you win it. And instead, we're talking about pivoting. Pivot! 
337-6666, which they still have a way to do and still make me feel better than I felt all morning long. Since 11.30 last night, I've been doing it. Ah! All right, football picks next, 877-337-6666. McMonigle here with you for another few minutes until the warm-up show at 5 o'clock. We got picks coming up, and we'll take you the rest of the way on this Friday morning all the way to the warm-up show. McMonigle here with you right here on The Fan. Unfortunately, Flegelman and Marco both are not here. Flegelman yet to text me. He's, it's very familiar with him when he's not here. He forgets to text me. But I can give you the standings here. Marco is still in first place at 48-25-2. Flegelman is now in second place with 39-33-3. And I'm pulling up the rear at 39-34-2. But we're all above 500. Pretty good. Doing pretty, 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 pretty good. He's got a tie. That's it. He's got uh, one more tie and one less loss than I do, but we're right there. All right. I'll give you Marco's picks real quick since he's in first place. If you don't know how we do it, we take three. We take the two locals and we take three other games, and then we'll do the take a chance parlay in a little bit. Marco has the Niners minus five and a half over the Ravens. The Dolphins minus one and a half over the Cowboys. He's got the Bills, 12 and a half, uh, minus 12 and a half over the Chargers. And he's got uh, the Eagles and Washington over the Jets and Giants. So that's Marco. Again, he's killing it. He's over 20 games, over 500. He's having a great year. And so now it's my turn. And I'm going to start with the Steelers getting two and a half at home. This is a Tomlin spot for me. All right, this is Tomlin and Vrabel home dogs, divisional games. It's just one of those things I go to. I know how bad they've been. I know the quarterback situation, and I know where the Bengals have, have played with Browning. I think this is, it's the spot to finally fade them. They, they, they had to come back and beat Minnesota. I, I just think in this spot against a divisional opponent familiar with them, I think, it's, I think Tomlin's going to get one last big game out of his team. And I just honestly, it's one of those things as a gambler for these years. Tomlin, home, dog against a divisional rival is just the spot where I take them. It's just one of those, it's just a route move, and I feel pretty good about it. I think the Bengals, it's just, it's one of those times where it's not going to last forever. Like, they're going to have one of these games where it doesn't work out. I'm going to take the Bucks minus three at home against Jacksonville. It sounds like Trevor Lawrence is out. Even if he does play, he's dealing, he's, he's hobbled, dealing with uh, all, all kinds of the concussion, the, the legs. And I just, I think the Jags are in trouble. And I like the way Baker Mayfield and this offense go. Like, he was perfect the other day with a perfect quarterback rating. And I don't think Jacksonville is the kind of team, you know, if this was in Jacksonville, I'd feel differently about it. But at home, I don't think the Jags are the kind of team that's going to slow him down. I think they, they score enough points. I, I, I just, you know, obviously with Lawrence out, it's a different thing. It's not official yet, so you're still getting it three. If he does get ruled out officially, which I, I don't think it's official yet. I know people are pretty much saying he's not going to play, but I don't think it's been made official. That number might move. You might want to hop on that now. I'm going to get Tampa Bay minus three and a half at home against the Jags. And then 
I'm going to take the Niners as well. I'm with Marco. I think this is a game where they just come out and try and make a statement, right? It's Christmas, Christmas night and against the Ravens team that I do think is obviously talented, number one seed in the AFC. Uh, Jackson's playing great football. Uh, defensively, you know how good they are. Well, uh, coached, you know how well they're coached. Harbaugh has them. They're the top team in the AFC, but they are not on the same level. I'm sorry. I know Likely's come up and played well in the absence of Andrews, and they have weapons all over the place. The run game, they obviously lose the wrong, uh, young rookie quarterback, uh, excuse me, young rookie running back to an injury, but I love, love, how could you not? The 49ers. I mean, they're just so good. And to now have an op- opponent in their building and now to try and secure while they, you know, have beaten the Eagles and the Cowboys and both teams coming off loss, the Eagles really struggling with uh, losses in a row. You know, the Cowboys are playing a tough game against the, the Cowboys, uh, the, against the Dolphins this week. This is an opportunity for the 49ers to take a stranglehold on the NFC, make a statement against one of the other better teams in football and the best team currently in the AFC. And I just think they take that opportunity and run with it. I think they're too good. I think they're too fast. I think they're too talented. And they're too good at home. That's I just... So I know it's five and a half. I understand it's the Ravens. But I don't think anyone can go into that building and keep it close against the Niners, let alone win the game. So that'll be... The picks for me uh, outside of the local teams. And then with the local teams, look, I want to take the Giants bad. 13 and a half is a big number. I, 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 you know, DeVito, now he's got his trademarking. He's got that all settled out. He's hired a new agency to take care of all his personal appearances. So now he's, he's free-minded. And he's going to go in there and play well against Philadelphia and keep this game close. Except one thing. He's in a giant uniform and he's going to Philadelphia. And this team, as bad as Hurts has played and as the amount of poor decisions he made in that game last week are numerous and too many to count. And that defensive backfield has been injured at times this year and has played awful. And Seattle was able to go down the field and and Locke was able to go down the field and win a game. I expect this offense to be able to do something against Philadelphia. Maybe you could see a couple of touchdown passes, dare I say, for the Giants and score some points. But... Dexter Lawrence is banged up. They have some issues there. And this team is just desperate for a win. Desperate for a win against a lousy opponent and a lousy end of the schedule that they have been looking for as an oasis the last few weeks. I think they know all they have to do is beat bad teams. I don't think, considering how they played, it's any sort of, you know, like, look past spot. They are not overlooking the Giants. They knew coming in. They know that if they win these three games, they are going to win that division no matter what the Cowboys do, and they are coming looking for blood. So I would love to take the number. It's a big number at 13.5, but unfortunately, I just don't think you can make the number high enough for me, so I'm going to take Philadelphia plus 3.5. And And then, obviously, Simeon's probably going to be the quarterback for the Jets. Uh, Washington isn't any good, but how can I take the Jets right now? How do you take the Jets? How do I not take the points at three? If this was one and a half, two, two and a half, if it wasn't the if it wasn't the field goal, if it wasn't the three, I'd consider it. But giving up three points, I have to I have to take I have to take the three points. I have to take Washington. So those are my picks for the week. Washington plus three, Philadelphia plus thirteen and a half, 
the Steelers plus two against Cincinnati, the Niners minus five and a half, and the Bucks minus three. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back with the Take a Chance parlay right here on the fan. Change your mind. Take a chance. On the first in line. Take a chance. On the unsteal free. Take a chance. Take a chance on me. Even the Take a Chance song can't put me in a good mood this morning. I will wait for it to kick in, though. It's coming. All right, let's go. Take a chance, Parlay. We do it quickly. Get back to your phone calls, 877-337-6666. Take a chance, Parlay. We just do um, three teams, three underdogs, parlay them together. Marco sent me that as well. Marco's take a chance, Parlay, is the Steelers, the Titans, and the Colts. Colts are underdogs? That's the take a chance parlay for uh, Marco, and I wish I would have looked at it earlier because I have pretty much the same picks. I'm going to take the Steelers. I already talked about that. The Titans are another coach. Vrabel at home, getting three. Vrabel uh, home dog is a success, uh, successful bet if you continue to play it. I can't guarantee it this week, obviously, but that's a good bet. He's one of the more profitable head coaches at as a home dog in the NFL. And then I'm going to take a flyer, even on a team I went against. Why not? I'm getting the best team in the AFC at plus five and a half and plus uh, 190. So I'll throw the Ravens in there just for to take a chance because I've already hit this parlay twice. No one else has hit it, only me. So Pittsburgh, Tennessee, and Baltimore, the take a chance parlay. 877-337-6666. All right, rapid fire time as we take your phone calls. I think I know what you want to talk about. And if, um, excuse me if I did say, uh, $1.1 billion for the Dodgers and the two players. Obviously, it's when you include um, the Glassnow contract where you get to up near $1.1 billion, but still a billion dollars. They spent a billion dollars. It's crazy. It's crazy. 877-337-6666. What are we looking at here? We're looking at uh, Julian in Oakland, New Jersey. What's up, Julian? How are you, man? Hey, it's v Mac. How's it going? Thanks for taking the late night call. Um, definitely in lockstep with you about the Yamamoto stuff. It's a tough blow, but yeah. I do love the Corbin Burns idea for sure. I think that's the guy you got to try to target, and I don't see why Milwaukee wouldn't trade him. They're not going to go anywhere. He's going to get dealt at some point, even if yeah. it takes within the season. That's true. It, that could be a trade deadline deal. They are a team that has competed traditionally in that division. So they might want to give it a run, and then if they feel like they're out of it or they're not really a, a contender contender, that they would be willing to move him then. I would try and get him now, obviously, but that's where I want to pivot. I want to pivot to the trade market because I do think he's available. There's also Dylan Cease is available, and obviously Bieber could be available. The, I, I don't know if I, I – I have to admit, I don't know if I love Snell or Montgomery at, at the price tag they're going to get. Yamamoto I was willing to do. Yamamoto's 25 years old. Everyone tells me he's a stud. You watch his stuff. It's incredible. Like I was willing to do that. I don't, I don't view Montgomery as a top. I want a top-of-the-rotation guy. And I, I, I trust Montgomery. I like Montgomery. Uh, I view Montgomery as a very good third starter who I entrust implicitly come postseason time. In a big game, I have no problem. I trust him. It's like Andy Pettit. It's, he's, a, he's, a, he's like Andy Pettit a little bit light, where I thought Andy Pettit was in his prime at the top of a rotation or right there. Montgomery is kind of like... I, I view him as as an as a a slightly below average number two, an excellent number three, and someone I have no problem with starting game two or three of a postseason series, none whatsoever. So that's valuable. I'm not trying to tell you that's not valuable, but I don't know if it's 
top of the pitching market value. I just don't know if I see that for this guy. But and then the same thing with Snell. Snell, I do. Snell's an unbelievable hitter. Uh, excuse me, pitcher. He's uh, had the lowest batting average against in the league. He walks a lot of guys, but he's impossible to hit. He's got great stuff. The problem with him is he doesn't go deep into games, and that will hurt you come postseason time. Like I just don't. I don't trust him as much. Although terrific pitcher would be willing to go at it for a certain number, but and a certain number of years, necess- uh, particularly. But I don't love it. I'd rather do. I don't want to give out any long term contracts, especially now. I was willing to do it for one guy, one guy. And thank you for the call. One guy I was willing to go out there and give big time money to, for a long period. Now that I'm looking at this, I'd rather go short-term. I'd rather go just this year. Go trade, give up Peraza, I don't care, get an ace, top-of-the-staff, Cy Young winner, a guy I know in Burns is a top-of-the-rotation guy, I can go into the game a little bit deeper. I, I trust a little bit more than, than Montgomery and Snell. And then I have him for one year. And if he's great and everything works out, you can re-sign him. If not, I know I've, I've created flexibility to go and make sure I can go pay Juan Soto. Like, I was willing to jeopardize or really make it crazy payroll for Yamasoto. I don't know if the Yankees are, and I don't know if I am, willing to really give $200 million or something like that to Montgomery for the next however many years and then have to give out a five $600 million contract to Soto. I don't know if Montgomery's with it. Uh, worth it. I'd rather go short-term trade, big-time season, chase 24, show Soto he wants to be here, show Soto what winning is like in New York, and then give him the contract and figure out the pitching after that. That would be my pivot for the Yankees. But we'll see. We'll see. Eric and Ronkonkoma. What's up, Eric? Yeah, hey, C-Mac. Good morning. You know, I, I still think, you know, the, regardless of what happened, I mean, I, I want Montgomery on the Mets anyway. The guy's proven he can pitch in New York, and that, and that alone is valuable. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I really – I'm a little surprised that people that, – a lot of people are surprised about what happened. He, I mean, it, it seems pretty obvious to me he clearly didn't want to be out here in this area. I mean, he, you know, and and, and I mean, he used every everything that went on was basically just uh, an excuse to get the, the the money he was looking for to stay with, uh, stay out in and uh, with the Dodgers. And, and I know you've been saying that you know, playing in the shadow of Otani. I mean, that, that might not even be a concern to him. He might not look at it that way. You know, I mean, so... Yeah, but listen, all we can go on is what we were told, and we were told the guy craved the spotlight. We were told the guy craved being... Like, you're right, I don't know. I don't, that All those reports yeah, could have been dead wrong. I have no right, idea. But, but the right, thought but that, was... That, he could have just he, been putting that out there just to get more interest sure, I, I mean, from I everybody, guess. and obviously it worked. You know, I mean, look... Well, I mean, the, I guess, I, and that's the other thing. Like, I'm sorry. He didn't turn down money. Like, I don't know how many times I have to say this over the course of the morning. I understand well, then, it seems like he wanted L.A., all right? I understand that. West Coast, uh, Otani wanted the same thing. I get it. I'm, this, he didn't turn down Steve Cohen money to go to L.A. He took the most money. Now, it's, it's easy to just say, well, clearly he wanted L.A., he manufactured everything. The, if the Yankees offered the same amount of money, I don't know what he would have done. They didn't do it. If St- he obviously would rather be a, a, a Dodger than a Met because he turned down the same contract and he took L.A.'s version of it when it's the same amount of money, but he did take the most money. So the idea that he was always going to L.A., all he wanted was L.A., everything else was a sham, 
That would have been the truth if he got Steve Cohen up to 350 and then took 315 or 320. Then you go, hey, look, he turned down $30 million. He clearly wanted to be at the West Coast. Or the Yankees offered 330 and he took 310 to go to L.A. It's, then, yeah. It's then not, he, it, it's not I'm just always – I mean, we're, we're, we're seeing it's not always about who offers the most money. I mean, right, right but he now – took I mean, the you, most you'd money. Have to argue, you'd have to argue very strongly that the Dodgers – are in a position now, especially with Glasnow and those other guys, that they're they're in a position now to be, you know, a major factor for the next of course. 10 years minimum. Of course, now. and thank you for the call, Eric. Yes, of course. I'm just saying my point is you can't it's the same thing as DeGrom last year. You can't tell me DeGrom wanted Texas. He didn't want to be in New York. It's clear he wanted Texas. That's obvious. He despurned the, the Mets or he didn't give them a chance to rebuttal, blah, blah, blah. He took more money. He didn't eat. He didn't take less money to go out to L.A. You might be right, but you can't say it with certainty that oh, he just wanted L.A. He took the most money. They gave him the most money. He didn't turn down better to stay in L.A. Like I, you might be right, but we can't say it like we know. I really wish the Yankees would have offered the same amount of money. I really wish the Mets and Steve Cohen would have offered more. Then we'd have the answer to that. All I know is he took the most money. Yes, he preferred the Dodgers to the Mets, but we knew that. We've known that for weeks. We've known that if it came down to those two, it would be the Dodgers. If it came down to the Mets and the Yankees, it would be the Yankees. The, the Mets were the third team that had to overpay. That's clear. We knew we knew that going in. That's why I'm disappointed in Steve Cohen because if he was really in on it, he had to know that. And while 325 is an extremely generous offer, it's clearly not enough to be the winning bid for the Mets. And while 300 million dollars is a generous offer, it wasn't enough for the Yankees to make sure they secured their guy. If all things were equal between the Dodgers and the Yankees, you can't tell me you know he wanted L.A. over the Yankees. He took more money. That's all I'm saying. I'm not even saying that statement's wrong. I'm saying you can't say it with certainty. He didn't take less money or that there was nothing the Yankees could have done. That's the When you say that, you're implying there's nothing the Yankees could have done. There's nothing the Mets could have done. It's clear he wanted to go to L.A. You can't say that when he took the most money. Mitch and Mystic, what's up, Mitch? Hey, C-Mac, can I be the 50,000-foot voice of reason here for a second? You can try. All right. <laughs> is this where we're at now, 12 years on pitchers? Really? It's a long, if, it's a long term. He's 20, he is 25 years old. You never see pitchers get to 25 years old and that, to get the free agency at this young. 12 years on Albert Pujols eating the last four years is one thing. 12 years on a pitcher eating the last Six years well, is another that? thing, and in that's six years, how that's he's thirty-one. In six years, he's thirty-one. Like it's not like it's not like you signed you signed Cole. Only got nine years, but Cole's going to be older when the contract ends. Cole was five, six years older when he signed the contract. Like it's he's twenty-five. Cole that's is the thing. He's Cole, you're picking, Well, that that's you're, a different argument. That's a different argument. Right, you're just you're saying pitcher in general. The one you're cherry picking the stud who a was a proven commodity when he got him, and B, has proven to be a total gamer, all right? This guy could be Daisuke Matsuzaka. Yep. 12 years? This is, this is nuts. Where, where does it end? Somebody's got to stop the madness. 
you you might get five years out of this guy, six years out of this guy of Dice K years. But I mean, it's not my money. Whatever the Dodgers have it to blow around. Mm-hmm. But this one is almost as egregious as Shohei. But you know, whatever. Well, not I mean, my listen, money. it's a it's a you're a hundred percent right. It's more money than we all thought when it started. And if the Yankees just or the Mets just said, hey, like two fifty is what where we're going. Like that's it. I'm sorry. Like I, I the, you're you're right. I know you're 25, and that's great, and we believe in you. But you're unproven. You haven't thrown a pitch in Major League Baseball. Like it's it's 220. That that's the deal. Then I would be having a different discussion. The Yankees went to 300. If you go to 300, why not 325? That that's all. But now they have to pivot. That's all gone. We've done this enough now. We've gone through this. Tonight was the night for it. I'm glad we did it. I'm glad I was on right after the news broke. I got to yell about it. I'm pissed. I wanted him. I had the vision of Yamasoto. I have to admit, that's part of it. The idea that this offseason was going to be the offseason of Yamasoto and they were going to be the big bad Yankees who acquired the best pitcher on the market and paid him crazy money and proved that they're out there spending money and willing to do whatever it takes, and they traded for the greatest hitter available. And a guy who's on his way to the Hall of Fame is 25 years old. They were going to have two 25-year-old studs to be the next window of championship like Cole and Judge are at 30. You have a, you have a sustained plan of, the best, of a great hitter and a great pitcher to take you through and always give you a championship window. That's what I wanted. That's what I wanted. And it, and it, it came up $25 million short. I'm having trouble with that. And if I were a Met fan who wanted it, and I was told Steve Cohen wanted it, and he traveled across the world to go get it, you knew you had to do better than this. But ultimately, you might be right. In three years, this might be the longest wasted conversation I've ever had in my life because he ends up not being that good. And it's a disaster of a contract. And this big, bad Dodgers team might have a pitcher in Otani who never recovers from a second Tommy John, and they might have Yamamoto who's Daisuke Matsuzaka. May it, you know, I don't wish an injury on anybody, but I hope it happens. I hope it's a wasted contract and the Dodgers rue the day they had the billion dollar offseason. But in the moment, I'm watching them do everything they can. A team that's won the division 11 out of the last 12 years, a team that's in the playoffs every single year, a team that's won a World Series three years ago and has been in three World Series in the last six. Go out there and do everything they can, move heaven and earth, defer money. Do everything they can to bring the best team possible to the field. And now I got a Mets owner who is supposed to be filthy rich, who's willing to give out contracts and is supposed to change the way baseball is viewed. And every and he had to bring Sandy Olderson with him just so that the owners could feel at peace. And they're adding all kinds of tax thresholds just to, to appease him or make it you know really tough for him to do what everybody thinks he's going to do. And then he doesn't do it. And everybody's talking about, oh, you know, the, if um, he's going to have to turn down Met money. We know the highest offer is coming from the Mets. We know it. We know it. It didn't. And what's the pivot? The pivot reportedly is nothing. That's the rumor out there from Andy Martino. No, Mets probably aren't going to get back into the pitching market. That's it. <laughs> I mean, they tried, right? 325. Who could blame them? Yeah, me. That's who. And Met fans who don't want to give up on seasons when I thought that was done. When they get the richest owner in baseball, excuse me, I thought I was done talking about trading away the best player in my franchise, homegrown first baseman who hits 45 home runs every single year. I thought we weren't going to be talking about trading him, and yet that happened. And now I thought that when they went out and wanted to get somebody, 
they could get him, and now that didn't happen. And I certainly thought that every year would be a year where we push the chips to the middle of the table on some level, and now they're taking a step back. But it's in it's still in the it's still in the grace period. He's not Wilpon, and we all give him a break. Hey, next year. Next year he's gonna get Juan Soto. You know it. Sorry, Yankee fans. Woohoo! Steve Cohen's going to go out there and buy Juan Soto. You got nothing to do about it. Too bad. Renting the Bronx, buying Queens. Same people. Same people tell you it's okay. What do you expect? 325. Hey, it was the biggest number. They matched it. Uh, same people tell me it's okay today. He's ev- absolutely going to go get Juan Soto tomorrow. Okay. Hopefully that's right. Hopefully for Met fans that's right. But excuse me if I'm not so sold on it. And excuse me if I'm pissed off that the Yankees didn't get their guy. And maybe tomorrow they pivot and they trade for whomever or they go sign whomever and it works out perfect in the, and they're playing the Dodgers in the World Series and I'll shut my fat face. But today, not happy about it. This morning, last night at 11.30, as that football game was ending and I was fully ready to talk about how great Matthew Stafford looks and how the Rams and, and Bills could possibly be late entries into the playoffs but be as dangerous as anyone. I was ready to do that. And stupid Yamamoto had to come in and ruin my morning. And now it's over. And everybody have a wonderful Christmas. Have a great holiday. It's, it's the best time of year. I can't wait for Christmas Eve dinner with the fish, all the fishes. I love all seven of them. Rami, thank you very much, and all of you callers, thank you for listening. Thank you for putting up with me. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the rest of your Friday. The warm-up show comes your way then. Enjoy the weekend of football, and hopefully enjoy the Yankee and Met pivots. They better be spectacular. All right, I'm out of here. Everybody have a great day. Enjoy the weekend yet again, and Merry Christmas. Have a great holiday. I'll catch you guys Monday morning. I'm out of here. Sports Radio 101.9 FM, WFAN.